Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the show business edition of the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by John Zauzerny, president of feature film production and literary management at Bellevue Productions. John, his clients writing and directing credits, including Infinite, Parallel, Eli, Bad Match, Better Watch Out, Heavy Trip, Office Eye Rising, Sprinting, A Crooked Somebody. His clients have written TV shows such as Bosch, Mr. Robot, Training Day. He's got feature film credits um, with Warner Brothers, Universal, and many, many others. John, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get into the business in the first place? Uh, I went to film school, a really boring answer, uh, and then worked as an assistant and had a kind of a circuitous route uh, to getting to um, what I do now, which is uh, I originally wanted to be a screenwriter, but then I worked in feature film development because I figured I needed to do that. So I worked at Leonardo DiCaprio's company, Appian Way. Uh, and then I worked for, for a screenwriter, uh, Andrew Marlowe and his wife, Terry Miller. Uh, Andrew went on to create the TV show Castle with Nathan Fillion. So I was a writer's assistant on the first three seasons of that. Then I got into independent producing with a buddy of mine, Bobby Sablehouse. Um, and then eventually I started Bellevue purely as a um, production, film production thing, and then segued into literary management when one of the writers I worked with a lot thought I would be a good fit for it and said that he would uh, you know, be my first client, essentially. Uh, and so the literary management side of it started in 2015. It's only seven years ago and we've been pretty successful uh, since then um, in terms of having a lot of, you know, we had, we had three number one scripts on the blacklist, which is this annual list of um, the best kind of most, most well-liked scripts of the year. So, you know, 50% of the last six years and have had some big movies made and sold some stuff and gotten people on TV shows. So, and we're now a five person company. Um, which is, which including myself, which is, which is nice, you know, since start off as a one person company. So uh, nice growth. So I'm sure the longer version of that could probably be, should probably be in a book somewhere. Um, if it isn't already, <laughs> congratulations on all have you, all you've achieved so far. So talk a little bit, what does a day in the life of John look like now? You know, it's, it honestly, as a, as a manager, it varies a great deal based on what kind of comes in that day in terms of client crises or some other things like that. Um, but generally it's a lot of, you know, dealing with emails and things like that in between scheduled calls, uh, which could be about, you know, I still do producing. I primarily only produce client projects, 
Um, I don't produce all my clients' projects, only the projects that, that typically I originate in terms of my idea or a piece of IP that I find. So this movie Infant that we got made, that was a book that I optioned and brought to a client. Um, so we'll be having meetings about that. We'll be having meetings, um, you know, typically virtually to discuss or over the phone to discuss, you know, a client's script or a client's idea. Um, you know, sometimes I'm doing meetings or calls or, or lunches to catch up with um, people who are buyers, people who are producers, um, you know, people in the industry. Um, but it's kind of generally scheduled around, you know, three, four kind of scheduled items. And then all the other stuff in between that emails, phone calls, crisis, crises that emerge uh, throughout the day. What do you look for in a project that you're going to be producing? Uh, you know, in terms of what I'm going to produce, it's only going to be client material. And it's typically going to be things that um, either are my ideas or ideas I bring to a client or ideas that I like. If a client's like, I want to do a snowboarding movie. And I'm like, okay, what if it's a snowboarding movie where they end up robbing banks while on snowboards or something, <laughs> you know, then like I materially really change the thing, but I try to veer away. A lot of managers have gotten into producing as they produce every single thing. So I was kind of the joke I make is there's um, two kinds of managers. There's managers who occasionally produce and producers who occasionally manage. Um, and, you know, I'm very much a manager first, not a, not a producer. And so I'm more interested in my client's long-term career health um, than necessarily my producing uh, aspirations or focus. Since you started out wanting to be having a passion for screenwriting, how does that inform who you represent now? Um, I mean, I look for the people who are better than I was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's it's less more less about what I look for in people I, I represent and more about. Um, I know how to speak to people because I, you know, did come from a background where as a writer, so I don't try to give a note that I don't have a version of a solution for. Um, but, you know, when I'm looking for clients, I look for people who are obviously talented. That's the first thing I look for. Are they talented on the page? That's the weirdly almost the easiest thing to assess is like, do, are they talented enough for me to feel like if people, other people read them, they would respond the same way that I have. Um, and secondly, I'm looking for, are they driven? Are they ambitious? Is this a hobby or do they really want to make this a career? Because it's a very difficult field to succeed in. I think there's something like there's more players in the NFL than there are working feature screenwriters uh, in the WGA West. Um, and the third thing I look for, are, are they collaborative? Do they have a great attitude? Are they, you know, very precious and difficult to work with? If so, you know, being a screenwriter is really about compromise and collaboration. That's going to be difficult for them. Um, to make a living at. So I'm looking for people who, if I put them in a room, that people would come out and be like, I've got to find a way to work with that client of yours. They're amazing. Um, because, you know, as much as I represent my clients, my clients represent me. And if my, my friends, you know, who are the executives out there, you know, are meeting people who, my clients who are there really, they're like, wow, that person seems difficult. That person seems a pain in the butt. Then, you know, they're going to be like let, more loath to meet people that I represent in the future. So it's, you know, as much as I represent people, they represent me and I want to make sure that they're going to be a great representation of, of me and, and my company out there. You mentioned in terms of numbers, like the number of working screenwriters in WGA West, obviously versus aspiring screenwriters worldwide. So mm -hmm. how do you deal with, you know, the tsunami of submissions to find the diamonds in the rough worth, make, worth attempting to get made? You know, you just have to, I, I try to read almost everything that comes into me. You know, there are some key exceptions, like 
a lot of people send me kind of what are called query emails and they'll attach a file. Yeah, the same way that if you got an email that had a file attached to it from someone you didn't know, you delete it because you don't know the virus, it creates legal issues, all that kind of stuff. But people do it in a proper format. I'm reading it. I'm like, the first thing I'm looking at, is this an idea that feels interesting to me? And the reality is we know very quickly if an idea is interesting or it's not interesting, you know, does it resonate with us? And, you know, to be fair, you know, there's some of that Malcolm Gladwell, you know, 10,000 hours stuff where I'm like, I've done this for so long that... I mean, look, it doesn't mean that I'm not wrong sometimes. I definitely, you know, have been wrong and will be wrong in the future, but I have to go by my instinct. Um, the mistakes I've made in my career have been when I've ignored my instincts and gone with like, well, other people seem to think this is good or other people, and it's inevitably not quite worked out. So I have to go with what my gut tells me that it's interesting and exciting. And to be blunt, as I gain more success and have more clients and, you know, other parts of my life kind of growing, um, you know, the business, you know, family, such um, the bar just gets higher and higher in terms of like, is this something that I'm excited about enough as a manager? I don't make money until my clients make money. You know, no one's paying me um, a deposit or, you know, I forget the term for like lawyers where you, you put the money in a retainer where no one's paying me a retainer, you know, so I get paid when they get paid and I have to believe in this client that they will get paid, um, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, because that's when I get paid. So much of your business is about relationships. How do you maintain those in today's crazy, hectic world? You know, it's really about, I think the first thing I would say is like, people know when I come to them that I'm bringing them something that I really believe in. Um, and so in that sense, they know that I'm, I'm quality first. And that's something I've tried to impress upon all everyone else in my company that I think they also live by is, you know, a Bellevue manager is reaching out to you about a script. It, we're not going to be reaching out to you four times a month. You know, we're going to reach out to you once a month, once every two months, you know? So when we reach out, it means, Hey, this is worthy of your time. This is quality. And, you know, a, a past that I'm perfectly fine getting is, Hey, this was a great read. It just wasn't for me. It's just not what we're looking for. I want to know that people felt like this was use a good use of their time, that it wasn't a low quality script. Um, and, you know, I think that's why we have so much success on things like the blacklist and have a pretty good rate in terms of selling screenplays and getting people staffed is that when we reach out to people, we try to make sure that it's really quality based. And so I say that's the first thing. And then, you know, I try to keep, I really don't try to take anything personally in terms of a pass. Um, if I think someone has acted um, unprofessionally, um, I don't necessarily feel the need to confront them most times unless it, some, unless there was something positive come out of that. But I will kind of check it away. You're like, oh, this is someone who doesn't tell the truth, or this is someone who's non-responsive, or this is, in that case, I just don't bring the material anymore, you know, because why, you know, I, confrontation rarely ends up with a positive outcome, um, unless it's a very specific circumstance. What's more important is, is knowing in future. And so what I try to be is, if this is person who can't be relied on or can't be trusted, then I just don't bring them stuff because what I, the worst case thing would be down the road. I have another client who's in the situation with this person and the same thing happens. They say, oh yeah, this is the second time this has happened. And the client goes, well, if this has happened before, why did you put me in this situation? Um, and so that's really it is, is, you know, not taking things personally and understanding this is a business, but also clocking who is acting in a way that I, I deem professional. You're passionate. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? Uh, I like finding people, you know, typically my business that I, the way that I've modeled it um, in terms of as a manager is I find people early in their careers and I try to kind of get them paid. I try to launch them from being, you know, someone who hasn't made money at being a screenwriter into getting paid. I mean, like I do take on people who are more established. That does happen. 
But I like, I kind of think of myself walking along the beach, looking at pieces of glass, finding, you know, something great that I think could be a diamond, you know? Um, and, you know, so for me, my favorite part is, is really launching someone, you know, getting them their first agent, getting them their first sale, getting them their first job on a TV show, getting them on the blacklist. And so they can turn around to their family and be like, hey, you know what? Like, see, I'm doing it. I'm really living it. And so that's the most fun for me is, is really launching them and then maintaining it. And a lot of those people who are be start as clients really become friends to me, um, you know, and we're, because we're a relatively small company, we're, we're close that way, which is which is nice. That sounds amazing. With all you've got going on, are you still finding any time to write yourself? No, not at all. I, I, I you know, for me, I've always been, um, I, was a, I was a good to like pretty good writer, um, but not good enough in my personal estimation. Um, I had the format down and I was good ideas. Then I moved into producing and I was a really good producer because I was really great at ideas and really great at development. And I'd become, if I can toot my own horn, an exceptional manager so I can take all those skill sets before and kind of compile them down. Um, but, you know, a lot of times if I have an idea, I bring it to a client and I'll be like, hey, here's an idea. Or like if I have an idea for a scene, you know, the client will kind of put it into the script. Um, so I feel like I'm still, it is, it's my, the best version of writing, which is I have an idea and then someone else has to actually do the typing. You don't have to do the actual <laughs> work. That's great. The, the, the thing in terms of the actually writing and doing things like that, um, you know, I, that was one of the issues with me as a writer is I was great at coming up with ideas and I've got a lot of first 30 pages of screenplays. I was not as great at completing them. And so in this sense, I can, you know, work with people who are, who are, who have a better work ethic as a screenwriter than I have. Um, I'm really good at big picture macro stuff. Um, and I can work with people who are great at the micro stuff. That is awesome. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending it, some of it with us. This has been Seth Green with John Zalzerni from Bellevue Productions, bellevueprods.com. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.